Hello, and uh, this is Dr. Mehta again, um, and uh, this is the second part of my uh, introductory um, podcast, uh, which uh, started with the uh, introduction into insulin resistance, the basics of insulin, uh, the very basic factor creating insulin resistance, and I also talked about uh, what are the different phases of insulin resistance. Now, uh, it is also important to understand that um, how does uh, genetics, abdominal fat, and sedentary lifestyle causes um, insulin uh, resistance. Now, this relationship is uh, complex and and must be understood to some extent uh, to understand the effect of insulin resistance. A lot of a new knowledge has come uh, into play in last uh, few years and this has made it uh, possible uh, to um, not only understand insulin resistance but also uh, create some treatment um, as well. Um, all these uh, factors, abdominal fat, genetics and sedentary lifestyle can together or uh, independently contribute to insulin resistance. Um, As far as genetic goes, uh, there are uh, certain individuals who are predisposed to uh, insulin resistance. Uh, They inherit certain uh, DNA sequences which make them prone to develop uh, insulin resistance. And if such an individual is um, uh, brought up in an environment where um, the physical activity is not that much and uh, uh, the food choices are um, uh, very, very limited or um, food choices uh, uh, include a lot of processed food. Uh, such an individual will have a high, very high risk of uh, uh, developing insulin resistance. Not only that, he will also develop uh, deposition of the fat in abnormal areas, um, which is mainly the visceral fat. Now, uh, one thing we have to understand that fat is a living tissue. Uh, It is almost like an endocrine organ. It uh, releases um, uh, different hormones and chemicals uh, which affect uh, our body greatly. Now, the visceral fat, which is the fat uh, surrounding internal organ, is uh, more metabolically active than the fat under the skin, which is uh, called a subcutaneous fat. Uh, the difference is the visceral fat tend to release uh, some uh, inflammatory molecule and abnormal fatty acid into the bloodstream, which uh, then make the functioning of the insulin uh, difficult and subsequently such a person will develop insulin resistance. Uh, the It's well known that adipose tissue or the fat, it just does not store uh, the fat but is also uh, work as an endocrine organ just like your thyroid or pancreas um, and it releases um, different hormones. When all these hormones are released in a haphazard manner, then such a person will develop uh, insulin resistance. It is also important to understand um, 
uh, how uh, being a couch potato can make you prone to develop uh, insulin resistance. Now the muscles uh, consume glucose um, for them to work properly. And if uh, we are sitting on the you know couch most of the time, not being active, the muscle glucose consumption goes down and um, uh, such excess amount of glucose is converted into fat and that fat can again create insulin resistance. So uh, basically our lifestyle, uh, mainly in the Western society, particularly in America, uh, if our genetics is not in our favor, uh, then almost certainly such an individual will develop insulin resistance. Um, now, once uh, the insulin resistance is uh, developed, then it's a feedback loop. Uh, it will create more and more insulin resistance. Now, uh, the role of genetics is very important in understanding uh, insulin resistance. And there are number of known uh, genetic mutation which uh, uh, make somebody uh, prone to develop that. And I think uh, a podcast is not the place where we can uh, uh, mention all the names, but there are at least 10 of them and a lot more uh, which are detected every day. Now moving to the uh, next topic which is what are the different types of insulin resistance? Now, you may not know that, but insulin resistance is also of a different kind. That means it is caused by a different uh, set of circumstances. Uh, the one which is very common is metabolic syndrome-related insulin uh, resistance. Uh, this is a cluster of conditions that uh, occur together, uh, which increase the risk of heart disease, stroke, and type 2 diabetes. And it include high blood pressure, high blood sugar, excess body fat around the waist, and abnormal cholesterol or triglyceride level. And such a condition is extremely common. In fact, uh, every uh, third patient I see is suffering from metabolic syndrome. Um, and uh, the second uh, very common uh, type of insulin resistance is the one which is uh, related to type 2 diabetes. Um, and in this, the insulin resistance is already um, developed and uh, in a pretty bad condition, uh, so much so that it will make your blood sugar go up and um, uh, we, we will develop diabetes. Uh, the third type is which is related to obesity um, where the person does not have diabetes but have too much fat um, mainly in the around the viscera and the belly and such people are um, uh, prone to insulin resistance uh, which is this is also very common condition I see um, almost daily basis. Uh, the fourth type of insulin resistance is the one which is associated with polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, very common obviously in women and um, a lot of women with PCOS have insulin resistance which contribute to um, elevated uh, male hormone which is called as androgen and which in turn will make you make that person develop irregular menstrual cycle and infertility 
as well as the uh, weight gain um, which is caused by insulin resistance uh the fifth type is what we call as a lipodystrophy related insulin resistance and this is where you almost have overabundance of fat deposition all over the body and such a person will have very severe insulin resistance uh we don't see it that often but it certainly could be a factor in some of those uh, folks who are over 400 pound and more uh the sixth type is what we call as a stress induced insulin resistance um as many of uh, you may not know that but stress uh will make you release cortisol and uh, catecholamine or adrenaline and too much of that is not good it make you develop insulin resistance uh certain medications um for example steroid antipsychotics uh, can certainly um cause insulin resistance the eighth type is something insulin resistance which is related to inactivity and i already talked about it then i already talked about the genetic type of um, insulin resistance and you know very important is age related as we age we tend to become more insulin res- resistance and part of that is the processed food we consume um growing up in western uh, culture um then you have a ethnicity related insulin resistance such some ethnic group uh, south asian indians uh, particularly pakistani bangladeshi uh, hispanic afro american and native americans have very high predisposition to insulin resistance and this is caused by um their uh, Uh, change in their dna um a lot of these societies uh, grew up with um uh severe lack of food um droughts and starvation and in fact it's very important to understand that insulin resistance um uh, the changes which happen uh, are to counter uh the loss of energy so basically insulin resistance is a it it puts you in an energy saving mode so whatever we are consuming it is stored rather than spent uh and it's very important to understand that um uh, people with insulin resistance um are not very very active um and they are genetically uh, prone to um develop this slower activity slower metabolism um and it's common in societies which have been fighting wars and uh, droughts and starvation and because of that uh, it is more common in this society uh now one of the growing uh, factor which is causing very severe forms of insulin resistance is the ultra processed food um as we all know that um, majority of the us population consume um ultra processed food um uh, in in some form um and uh, these type of food often contains very high level of sugar unhealthy fat a uh, lot of uh, additive chemicals and lot of no low nutrient density um 
substances which uh, does satisfy the need for the calorie but are not good for you now one of the main factor is the high sugar content uh, many ultra processed foods are very rich in added sugar particularly the high fructose corn syrup and our body does not really know how to metabolize such a uh, type of uh, sugar and basically it is converted into fat and then such a person uh, develop uh, insulin resistance uh, fructose in particularly is metabolized in in the liver where it can be turned into glucose and fat excessive fructose consumption can lead to hepatic insulin resistance and uh, increase fat storage in the liver uh, i'm pretty sure you guys have um, heard about fatty liver uh, which is a very common uh, condition um, uh, uh, seen in general population uh, in fact it is such a common disease that um, now it is the leading cause of uh, cirrhosis of the liver which is the um, permanent damage to the liver so needless to say uh, one must pay very close attention to level of uh, sugar and the fructose and uh, um, high fructose corn syrup uh, in their food they're eating number two is the unhealthy fat um, the ultra processed food also have a lot of trans fat uh, saturated fat uh, and such uh, fat is particularly associated with uh, higher level inflammation and cellular dysfunction which then can contribute to insulin resistance um, ultra processed foods are particularly low in uh, dietary fiber vitamins and minerals um, dietary fiber particularly the soluble fiber are very very important in controlling blood sugar and improving insulin sensitivity sensitivity uh, the high fiber are also important in maintaining the gut biome uh, which are very very critical uh, when it comes to um, uh, metabolizing your food properly uh, one of the important component of um, processed food is advanced glycation end product or AGEs. Um, particularly ultra processed food, uh, those that undergo high temperature processes like frying, uh, they contain AGE. Uh, these compounds can promote inflammation and oxidative stress. Uh, which can not only create inflammation, insulin resistance, but it can also oxidize your LDL. Uh, and oxidized LDL is particularly highly atherogenic. Uh, the next uh, factor, uh, as I was talking uh, previously, is the gut health. Uh, the food which are high in ultra-processed uh, content are low in fiber. And this can actually alter your gut microbiome and your normal good gut microbiomes are now replaced with uh, the gut biome which is obesogenic. That means you, have, you can develop a gut bacteria which can make you gain weight no matter what you eat. And such a um, prevalence of such a bacteria is 
increasingly uh, being find, found out uh, since the advent of the uh, gut microbiome testing. Um, one of the very important um, factor in uh, uh, developing insulin resistance is not only the ultra-processed foods are designed to be hyperpalatable, but they are also marketed with such a um, uh, um, uh, messaging all day all day long that people tend to eat a lot, and such overconsumption can also um, make you develop insulin resistance. There are certain chemicals, uh, additives like emulsifier, um, uh, use of uh, sweeteners. All of them uh, contribute to insulin resistance by altering uh, the gut microbiome. Uh, there are certain compounds in the ultra-processed food like BPA from uh, plastic packaging. And I'm pretty sure uh, one uh, you are uh, hearing about uh, nanoparticles in the plastic water bottle. Um, and uh, such uh, plastic uh, content can make you prone to develop insulin resistance. So basically, even if you drink uh, the water from the plastic bottle, it can make you gain weight, uh, which is really not very good situation. Um, the other factor which I have uh, seen in my practice quite often is the role of nutritional deficiency in development of insulin resistance. Uh, there are certain uh, micronutrients which are really uh, very critical in protecting the body from effect of insulin resistance. The number one is, of course, uh, magnesium. It is an um, uh, 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 electrolyte which plays um, a role in the activity of insulin in the body. It is involved in a series of enzymatic reactions that affect the way insulin controls your glucose uptake into cells and uh, it also affects the insulin signaling uh, pathway. Um, the low magnesium levels are associated with um, insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. Uh, vitamin D deficiency certainly can make you prone to develop insulin resistance. Uh, there is an observed inverse relationship between blood levels of vitamin D and insulin resistance meaning lower vitamin D level might be associated with a higher level of insulin resistance. Number three is the chromium. Uh, it also uh, affects uh, the insulin uh, functioning. Uh, low level of um, chromium can um, make uh, insulin not work properly. Uh, number four is omega-3 fatty acid, which are not naturally found in the body, but only can be obtained from food. And if someone have deficiency of omega-3, which is in fact very common deficiency, um, and uh, um, in our routine lab testing, uh, we do not check the levels of omega-3. And in some patient, I have checked the level and almost invariably the levels were uh, low. And um, these low levels of omega-3 fatty acid uh, certainly 
can make insulin resistance worse. Then there is a uh, zinc deficiency, which can also cause um, uh, insulin resistance, and it also associated with um, a poor immune system. Um, number six is the vitamins, um, particularly uh, vitamin B1, B3, and B12. All three of them can have a role in causing insulin resistance. Uh, number seven is the fiber. Although it is not a micronutrient, but it is very, very important um, part of the food. And this lack of fiber uh, can alter the gut microbiome in the colon, and that can cause insulin resistance. Uh, then one of the very common and often overlooked uh, deficiencies is called adiponectin deficiency. Uh, this particular protein hormone is not routinely checked, uh, although we check uh, in most of our patients. If the levels of adiponectins are low, then uh, such uh, individuals are uh, prone to develop insulin resistance. Now, there are a lot of complicated interaction between the adiponectin and insulin, uh, which is the beyond uh, the scope of uh, this podcast, um, uh, this can be um, further elucidated by um, reading my book, uh, which has explained all of that in great detail. Uh, and I think it'll be a worthwhile uh, chapter to read. Um, so with this, uh, I have discussed uh, some of the uh, important factor in causation of insulin resistance. Um, in my next podcast, I'm going to talk about um, how to recognize if someone has insulin resistance, and I will also talk about what type of testing we can do to confirm uh, the level of insulin resistance. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.